Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from Vermilion Vestiges to Voluble Villagers. And today our episode is about downtime and crafting. We're going to make some shit. Okay. So, Will, word on the street is we're going to make some shit. We're not actually going to make anything. We're, uh, we're going to make a podcast. That's we're going to make a gonna podcast make. and this we're going to help we you. Do. Yeah, go ahead. We're going to help you, the, the the listener, the viewer, yeah. make the, things. This is what we craft in our downtime. We yeah. craft podcasts. Yeah. So, let's talk about what you're going to craft because this is a D&D podcast. Yeah. So, um, adventurers, you know, they, they adventure, they go on quests, they do shit. They, they do they, they plunge things. into dungeons and they do things. They plunge into but things. They can't be doing that all the time. Like, what are they doing all the time well, that's besides the, that? That's the question. Like, what do these player characters do when they're not adventuring? Player characters, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> and the answer to that is there's all kinds of answers to that. Nothing. So, they disappear. So <laughs> Object permanence. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty common in in newer newer games with newer players and a newer DM to really hand wave the downtime bit. I know I did it. I know that a lot of guys that I played with did it. We wanted a quest. We wanted a kill sheet. We wanted a loot treasure. I see. Uh, role playing hadn't really sunken into our souls. Uh, at that so point we're talking yet. about like town time. Yeah. If you will. Town time. Um, uh, we're talking about all kinds of time. Time between adventures. Not travel time though. You're right. Not travel time. So mostly town time. Um, 
Now it's motherfucking town. Now this time. begs the question: Why? Why is exploring what characters do in their downtime between adventures important? Why is it important, Will? Do you um, have the answer? I well, I have a few answers that I think are pretty valid. Number one, it gives the campaign a more realistic timeline and flow. Like, um, we're not time jumping all over the place, right? Y- what do you mean? Like. We finish the dungeon. We make it to the next town. Uh-huh. We're going to spend some real time there. Exactly. And, and exploring that makes it feel like actual time went by. Right. Um, it's also going to give like, depend depending on the downtime, but it's going to give some more uh, in-game explanation for like level ups. You know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. trained, you spent some time, you spent a few weeks training and like Get, rack up some XP. Your, yeah. You learned from your experience that you gained on your adventure. And when you came back, like... It taught you some things. You stewed on it. Uh, maybe you trained a bit, and now you're better. It's like when you learn math, and then you go to sleep, and your brain like helps you learn math exactly. in your sleep. So, so yeah, there's that. Another thing is it gives t- players time to actually spend the money that they earn um, and pursue their interests. And it's important for characters to have interests because it makes them a person and not just like some, an avatar. Yeah, or um, like a monster slayer or like a treasure hunter, which is like those are those are good things to aspire to in the D and D world. But like you, you can't always be doing that. If you're a person existing in a place with moving parts, then you're not just always going to be jumping into the fray. Yeah. And, and the fact is like this further invests players and dungeon masters into the characters and the world itself. Like you, when you explore these little things, it kind of like you gain a a level of empathy for a character that you wouldn't gain. Otherwise it's kind of like when you read a book, yeah, all the cool things are a lot of stuff that you remember, but it's all the little moments. Like, I don't know, in Harry Potter, it's like all the Christmas scenes and Halloween scenes. Yeah, and there's all some the, really the, good character the class development going scenes. on. Like, all that stuff, like, builds this type of uh, affinity that you have for these characters. Yeah. Same thing happens in D&D. So, the fact of the matter is, uh, characters need a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they need interests, they need goals. Um, and world building is, is so important to... To a campaign, I feel yeah. like if like I, sm- I agree, smart world building really gives your your campaign a, like a specific like this is what Will's world feels like. Right, we want to give it a unique experience to the players. Yes, absolutely, and and here's the thing: like maybe maybe your game doesn't isn't so world buildy or character driven, and it definitely does not have to be. Mm-mm. And that's a totally valid way to play. But for for this episode, we're operating under the premise that this is what you want out of your game, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so, yeah, characters need hobbies, they need goals. Um, re- okay, so there's all kinds of things that could be hobbies and goals. There's all kinds of activities that you can do in your downtime. Uh, specifically, research and crafting. We're going to talk about at the end of the episode. It's going to get its own little section out of the episode. But here are a list I made of some other things that characters can do in their downtime. Because sometimes it's hard for, uh, especially a new player... So it's like, shit, what does my guy or girl do in their downtime? Yeah, I don't new, even know. Newer players need direction. Yeah. yeah, maybe they like to go shopping. And I don't mean like adventure shopping. I mean, maybe they like to go shopping for clothes or jewelry or... That fashion, though. Yeah, they like that fashion. If um, you like fashion, D&D is it's just a mindscape of infinite possibilities for fashion. <laughs> so true. Did they, you think it? It could exist. <laughs> they could go carousing. Maybe they are an artist and they like... Carousing, you art. say. Huh? Carousing. carousing, yeah, they could go carousing. I see. Um, they could be a performing or a visual artist and actually perform their art, and that's what they do. They could be gamblers. They could 
be criminals and they commit crimes in their downtime. <laughs> they steal shit. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe they're. I look for magic weapons in dungeons so I can commit murder. <laughs> yes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> they could be pit fighters. They could be athletes that actually perform in tournaments of some sort. I actually, love that. Yeah, that's really I, cool. I, Rohan did that. One of my fighter characters. Yep. They they love to like get into training sessions and sparring matches mm-hmm. with NPCs that will put in my way. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Or parkour. Uh, they could, Hardcore parkour. They could spend all their wealth on just being leisurely as fuck. Hell just yeah. Just living that high life. Is there um, a town? They probably have an inn. They probably make hot baths. Yeah, there we go. And they probably <laughs> like those baths scented. Um, <laughs> they uh, Maybe they are a, a very pious character and they actually want to get involved in the religious service like if you're a cleric you're you know you're you're not just a cleric when you're adventuring like you also gotta spread the word amongst the people yeah uh general just training between adventurers uh maybe they need a part-time job because like yeah all the gold you get from adventuring is great and usually enough to pay the bills but maybe it ain't enough maybe maybe you your mom is sick and you gotta send her money to pay her medical bills exactly or maybe you actually own a business and are running a business and like if you're a character in my game and you own a business Fucking number one, awesome. I can't wait to explore it. Number two, we are super exploring it because that's so cool. Like, you, you know, got, that, there are complications that come with that. Like that's, overhead. Yeah. Taxes. Or or maybe you have a family. Like mm. and like when you're let's say you're a father or a mother, you're gonna spend time with your kids and your and your loved ones and you know, your spouse and and all that stuff. And like you gotta you know write I mean? letters home. You gotta write letters home. Like, let's explore it, let's role play it. Your kids cool. are aging every day and you're so, missing it. And there, there's an <laughs> infinite, you're a fucking adventurer. Right, exactly. You're a shit. deadbeat dad. Um <laughs> there's an infinite amount of awesome ideas and goals and 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 interests and hobbies that you can have. And if you are um, just a dungeon diver, maybe in your downtime you need to research ways of how to pick locks better or Well yeah. Research and crafting, yeah. they're going to get their own thing because, like, they're for the more long-term driven mm-hmm. characters, which, which that's I think a lot of characters are like that. The Dragon most, Slayer. Most of the characters I make are super like long goal oriented. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um. Okay, so you have these interests. What the fuck do you do with them as a dungeon master? Like, you yeah. have to decide what do you role play and what do you not role play. For for me, it's like I I basically ask myself three questions. Um. Is it important for character or world building purposes? Okay. If the answer is yes, we're role playing. Um, is it just interesting and you kind of want to see what happens with some dice rolls thrown into it? Yeah. Let's role cause, play. Because you don't know. The dice can decide the fate and you, yeah. you don't know what the outcome might be. Yeah. So let's find out yeah. together. Does it Player sound, and Dungeon Master. Exactly. Does it just sound like it would be fun to role play? Then role play. Those, those are my three rules. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm a simple man. That's all it takes. World building and character development is important, but we are playing yeah. a game. Yeah, exactly. We're playing. We want to have fun. It's designed to have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, you're not going to role play everything. And if you decide not to role play, how do you handle someone engaging one of these activities? And like, how successful are they at it? You know, like if, if, how successful are they at committing a crime or, or or performing in front of a crowd or any of these things? And I like um, if if you are involving the die and you get a failure out of something a, mm-hmm. a, a player character is trying to accomplish. I, as a dungeon master, I like to incorporate an external reason about why this thief failed to stealth because they should be able to stealth most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of don't like to jip the player. Like, yeah, you fell down. It was weird. Or yeah. like, yeah, no, somebody, I, I, I completely agree. I completely it, agree. it was just, Oh yeah. You rolled a four and it's bad timing. Somebody looked out of their window at the wrong time and yeah. you got caught. Or if whatever. you're not role playing it, I wouldn't. Okay, so here's the thing: 
if you decide not to role play, you got to decide what you're going to make your character roll for and what you're not going to roll for. Uh-huh. Um, my general rule is the rule of cool. If As long as it's within reason and cool and makes sense, yeah, done. Hand waved. You did it. Um, the second it becomes like the like a, a moment of pressure or a moment of possible failure, yeah, we'll do an appropriate check. We're not going to role play this, but like, how did you do? Right. How did you, you, you went and you did this activity for a day or two days or a week. Uh, you tell me what you want to do. I say done, done, done. Roll for this. You succeed or fail. Okay, yeah, we, you've and, done. You've and done we'll your help activity. determine the outcome. Yeah, and and yeah, I generally like to do a roll for a day. I don't like to do a roll for a week unless I'm doing like a series of rolls. Yeah, like all right. What? Well, so you spent a week uh, amongst the people preaching, preaching, and, and the word and of doing pen. good works yeah. and, and healing people. Um, we'll do a series of checks like. You, you spent some time in the hospital and trying to heal like some sickness that's going through town. Give me a roll. You spent some time on a soapbox preaching to the people, talking to this. Give me a roll. Like a series yeah, of rolls for your week. Like yeah. uh, what would you say? Like uh, for the for the heal. Let's say they roll well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you cured some burn victims of their wounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you do not so well, like you ran into some stuff that you've never been able, to, you've never seen before, you couldn't yeah. heal these people. Yeah, and then whatever is in between, you know, mixed success is a, is a big part of rolling in the middle. Yeah, you know, you're rolling average. You help some people. You you failed some other stuff. Maybe persuasion check if you're soapboxing it. You know. Yeah. How many people yeah. did you influence, and how many people came up to you and said that they're going to convert to your god or whatever? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And the thing is, um, when when you do these general roles, like they do have a tendency to just kind of fall into the background, and you kind of start slipping into like we're not even exploring downtime at this point. We're just hand waving it. Ah, um, uh, yeah. But and, and to avoid that, what I do is um, I I like to once I get a feel for what it is my characters like to do. Uh, with Rohan, he liked to talk to blacksmiths. Yeah. With uh, with other characters, I like to do other things. Once I get a, like a, a feel for that, I like to make a uh, a chart, like a d twenty chart with twenty different like rewards challenges events uh random npcs that could show up um while they're doing this thing and i'll just roll on that and like while they're doing their thing this happens and now they have like uh so uh, like a situation to deal with whether it be good or bad like right uh like if you're training maybe you're training in a yard and um Someone sees you training and they're impressed and they challenge you to a duel. There you go. Like yeah. A sparring duel. All of a sudden, and now there's this NPC coming into the game that's going to challenge. They're literally challenging you in a physical way yeah. in this scenario. Yeah. And it could play out in a number of ways. It could become some like hated rival. They could become a really good friend after the sparring match. You never know. Yeah. Hey, man, you, that was that. A, that was a really fun fight. We should do this yeah. again sometime. Exactly. Now you have a recurring NPC. Exactly. And they have this relationship with you as a character. And your world just got a little bit more built and your character just got a little bit more developed and everything got a little bit more interesting yeah next time you go to this town you're gonna look for this guy like oh i want to get into that sparring match where's blah 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 is he hanging out at the tavern like i expect him to be yeah oh no but his buddy's there that you know of and now he's oh he's out in the woods training yeah and you gotta go find Um, him just to stick to the training thing uh maybe there's some random person observing you training and after you're done they walk up to you and ends up it ends up or at least they say that they are a master of a certain type of fighting style and they think you have uh 
You got what it takes. You got what it takes. You got the chops, kid. Yeah. Uh, And maybe they want (laughs) to offer their advice or training. Maybe it's free, or maybe they want you to pay for it. You ever heard of boxing? Yeah. Maybe they'll demonstrate (laughs) for you. But next thing you know, you got this like teacher character who, like, on your downtime, you train with this old master, and that might lead to some new ability you'll get later, or a plus one to certain checks, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you get this reoccurring NPC, Um, or something bad could happen. Like, maybe you're sparring with somebody. And I roll on this chart and it's a bad event. And like maybe you accidentally do a near fatal blow in the sparring match and it's just happens that it was an accident. Shit happens. Yeah. Now they're, um, they like that. You still like you. You're still yeah. friends, but they're very wary of you. Uh, now. And it depends on who it is. Like maybe you were sparring someone important to you and you act, you crippled them or yeah. something like it could be tragic. Like, yeah. Your character could also just be a dick. And yeah, oh, <laughs> you get into an, you, your dungeon master. You get into an opportunity <laughs> where uh, they lose their footing and you could deal a blow. Do you deal the blow or do you let them recover? Yeah. You know, exactly. something like that. Exactly. Give them an ultimatum. Yeah. Ultimatums are wonderful in these scenarios. Yeah, I think they're, they're fun. They definitely uh, they, they press characters and DMs to explore the space and it's really cool to get back to the soapbox thing if you're a preacher what would be really cool and I just thought of it while we were talking you're soapboxing you inspire somebody that's walking by they come up to you they invite you to dinner at your house at their house perfect and now you know this family and you've inspired this family to to I don't know who's a cool god Uh, Bahamut He's yeah Pelor yeah you fuck, you fucking now these people worship uh, Bahamut and yeah. and you've you've kind of caused this ripple effect and maybe these people in this town want to start up a Bahamut church yeah I super like it and and here's the thing it is hard to think of these things on the spot for a lot of people for me it is like for me it's like hard to just oh maybe I'll just throw in this random NPC so I like having these charts. yeah because you gotta really yeah. like oh now I need a name yeah does this person who is this person yeah. like on the spot do they have a mother father brother sister blah yeah. blah blah so having a D20 worth of like something could happen while while they're doing their downtime. It's pretty nice. But you know what? All this all this talk about activities and sparring has got me tired. So I think it's time we took a short rest. Let's take a short rest. All right. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine. 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we don't talk about that thing we were talking about. Put it out of your mind. We're <laughs> forget talking about it. Yeah, forget about it. What are we talking about now? Resting? Um, I love to rest. Well, uh, yeah, but I think mostly we're going to uh, thank our listeners. Thank you, listeners. Because they're awesome and they, they, they listen to us. You're awesome because you listen to us. <laughs> and we appreciate it. It's we like awesome. being listened to, just like probably most of you. <laughs> um, we also listen to you. Um, we do. Will puts out polls on Twitter about stuff, like what we're gonna what episodes we're going to do next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's really cool if you want to get in on that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did a poll. And polls are already over, folks. So sorry for our next episode. Uh, we'll talk about that next episode. But yeah. But uh, you guys voted and that's what we're doing. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um. Other than that, I think the only thing we really got new to talk about is, um, well, it's not even new. The only thing we have left to talk about is in a week and two days from the day this episode drops, uh, we, we will be announcing the winners for the Xanathar's Guide for Everything contest. The, so, guy, the Xanathar's Guide for Everything. Yeah, if you haven't entered that contest yet, you are running out of time. There's only a week and two days left. Get on it, people. Yeah. We can tell you how to enter. Yeah. Yes, we can. Tweet and a link out to the show. You got it. Hashtag at the Dungeon Cast. Or <laughs> leave us an iTunes review. It will get you two separate entries if you do one of each. Yep. So two ways to enter, two opportunities to win, two books to give out. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And once we get Xanathar's Guide in, uh, we're going to flip through it and we're going to review it. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. So we'll put all our muggy Positive fingerprints there. all over your book. <laughs> no, I'm probably <laughs> well, going to get no, my own book. Get our own copies. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, yeah, thanks to any Patreon people that came in. We're going to shout you out next time. Yeah, we record these ahead of time, folks, so usually we're like two or three episodes ahead. So, And if there's no Patreon people came in, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for all the Patreon people that are still chilling. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Mom. And thank you, just thank you all for listening. And if you want to help us out, uh, outside of Patreon, uh, all you got to do is is tweet, share the show, share talk the show with the your show. friends, talk about the show, love the show. If you like the show, we would appreciate that. Like the show, so it would it really helps. It helps a lot. Yeah, so. thank you guys very much. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud.com/slash The Dungeon Cast. You can search for us on YouTube, uh, The Dungeon Cast. Thank you, Josh Freeland. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Dungeon Cast. You can send us an email, thedungeoncast at gmail.com. Um, all those are great ways to get in touch with us if you have any questions or anything like that. Yeah, um, but thanks a lot, and uh, maybe we should get back to what we do, which is the show. Yeah, let's get back to the show, man. Okay, so we, we've talked a lot about uh, just general downtime, like um, a lot of short-term stuff, nothing yeah. too long-term. Let's yeah. talk about some long-term uh, research, training, crafting, and other goals. Um, and a lot of characters are going to have these. I tend to do characters that have these. Um, I think a lot of characters do because a lot of characters want to craft an awesome magic item yeah. or, or something along those lines. I've always been interested in, uh, especially if you're a wizard, like crafting a new spell that's not in the books, like that's... That's something super cool that you could also do. Um, my approach to this, and I, I do think it is the, the superior approach, uh, it involves a lot of Dungeon Master work. But ultimately, I find it worthwhile for everybody. 
but um so i'm gonna we're gonna talk about that a little i mean bit that right being now. said being a dungeon master is, is a, a lot, lot of work, work. so yeah. you know if you took on this job you got you got a big uh big seat to sit yeah. on um yeah absolutely but you know it's not impossible like, i, I, I have some means. suggestions and stuff for like those who don't want to take this time so we'll, we'll get to that i just really want to kind of go over this definitely so uh, this this applies to Mostly this applies to if you're trying to research uh, and create and discover a new spell or if you're trying to create a um, a magic item mm. of like notable power. Um, maybe if you're trying to maybe like I guess research, maybe if you're trying to research like a portal to another dimension or something like Ooh, something shit. of extravagance like this, this method should work. That so, sounds cool, though. It's all about creating a believable path that makes sense story wise. Um, rather than just applying like it costs you this much gold and this this many components and this level you you can't do it till you're level 15 like that's so boring um so <laughs> the way i like to go about it is you're you need to create some master skill npcs of whatever field of magic or whatever it is that the pc is going to have to to either seek out in person maybe mentor send or letters. yeah um People of prominence, like people that it's going to be hard to like get an audience because mm. um, they're going to have to get an audience. They're going to have to impress this person. They're going to have to show their research and like maybe work with this person. Yeah, and get fuck, some information. You, need, you need to get a hold of the king's yeah. high mage. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. And you're a peasant adventurer. Right. Shit, that doesn't live in this town. Exactly. You're going to need you. You're going to need to make a list of reagents and components uh, that the PC will need to discover for this. They're going to need to discover these things. They're going to need to draw the right conclusions about like, oh, I could use this towards my awesome thing. Yeah, I got, yeah. I uh, you're going to speckle them throughout the adventure. You're going to leave little hints and notes. That'd be cool. Maybe um, you, one of these components is super rare and you happen to find them, it. Yeah. And then you write this guy, this king's high mage, if you will. And he's like, you found the what? And then exactly. they want to meet with you. There like, we go. Yeah. Hey, let's do this together. See, the story's already writing itself. Indeed. Um. You, uh, you will need to probably attach a certain amount of gold it will cost for a lot of this stuff, but like try and just work it into the game where it's not just like, I just, I just hate where it's like, oh, you want to craft a plus two magic sword. It's going to cost you a hundred thousand gold. Like, it's just so lame to me. Like show how that money's being spent. It just makes it more believable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe speckle in like a couple secret tomes somewhere in the land that after they've been decoded and deciphered, like, Oh, it's some lost lore. I can, Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. I and didn't need, bam. To, I didn't need to know. I didn't know I needed to hammer this sword a certain specific way. Yeah, exactly. And put the metals on under, under silver order. moonlight. Yeah. During fuck. the autumn solstice. That's right. There we go. And, uh, and bam, now you have a believable path to an awesome goal that can take as many levels as you need. And you don't have to just be like, oh, you can't do that till you're level 15. That's just, again, that's just, to me, that's lame. But yeah. Or maybe you make, maybe you like, if you need it at level 15, but make it work, you know, make that work story-wise. Like, yeah. oh, at level 10, you made the thing, but now you have to train for a few levels with it before you can use it in combat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's a great idea, actually. That's a really good idea. And and uh, here's the thing. Spoilers for an old game of ours that I just don't think we're going to get back to mm -hmm. when it comes to Rohan. Um, oh, yeah. I was yeah, making a... You were making uh, something. And well, I, was, I made a bow for our boy. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah. A mithril was, bow. Yeah, I, I, teach, I taught, you, taught you how to make craft things in mithril because you were going to need that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were going to need to be able to work mithril and oracalcum. Um, I gave you that wind gemstone. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn how to. I swear uh, to God, I thought that was a Pokeball. No, it's super okay. wasn't. Okay. Uh, well, it kind of was. You were going to have to seal uh, air elemental into it. 
and then embed the gem into the weapon. Holy shit. You were going to have to learn from this arcane um, uh, artificer uh-huh. uh, who I'd already vented. He was the younger brother of your current master. Oh, cool. And he worked at uh, an arcane academy, and he was going to teach you how to lay magical ley lines into the blade. Nice. And make them glow or make them invisible if you search. There was like a bunch of stuff. And then when you were done, you were going to have this fucking epic magic wind sword. Fuck I'm yeah. sorry that we're probably never going to get back to that adventure. <laughs> but I see what I mean? I had this plan that, from the beginning. I'm so. not the type to be affected by spoilers oh, either. Oh, yeah, I know. I know so. you're not. Yeah. But um, in, case but yeah, we do. in case we do, you got that to look forward <laughs> cool, to. Cool, cool. Um, Sounds amazing. And, and I had this planned by the time we started the adventure at level three. I think I had all this ready to go by level four. Nice. So, like, that's the type of work I put into as a DM uh, just because I get obsessed with whatever it is I'm doing. Like, I read all of H.P. Lovecraft's work in a course of like a month. Like I just get obsessed with something and I just <laughs> do the shit out of it until I'm sick of it. But DM anyways, is, you, you D- don't. You Will's don't, DM handbook. Do the shit out of it. Do the shit out of it. Um, yeah. Um, so for DMs that don't have the fucking time for any of this bullshit, which is probably most people because it's too much shit. Um, there's a really, really, really cool Unearthed Arcana. That is all about downtime. And I read through it and it's not quite for me, but by God, is it really cool. They have a bunch of like complications and foil charts for all these different activities. They approach each activity in like a with in a unique manner. So it's not like there's this template of like follow these things for any given activity. It's like, no, for carousing, this is how you approach it for training. This is how you approach it. Oh, that's it. really cool. It's really cool. I want to take a read. And the, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, we'll, we'll link it in the comments. Um, not in the comments, in the description. Yeah. And um, it, uh, I think, I, I don't remember the list of activities, but they got quite a few. It covers most of your bases. And it's 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 just solid through. through. It's a quick and easy downtime done on the spot. So cool, cool. Really cool. Yeah. And, if you don't have that spare time. Will and I have been very lucky and blessed in our lives to have jobs where there's a lot of downtime at the yeah, job. Very much And so. we can just like bounce ideas or, or write, you know, yeah. even at my job now, I yeah. can... I have some downtime where I can like get a pen, a pen and paper or open up a word document and just like tap something out real quick. Right. Absolutely. You know, draw a sketch. And not everyone has that luxury. And yeah. That's totally understandable. So, but this, this dungeon mastering deal, it takes, it takes time. You're yeah. making something pretty big and, and, you know, substantial. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for like a high quality immersive game experience. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend that to DMs that don't have the time or even DMs that do have the time. Take a look. It might give you some ideas. It gave me a lot. So, um, Speaking of like charts and stuff in the DMG, there are charts for all kinds of cool stuff, stuff that I've never really thought about because I've never explored it. Like the number of days and how much it costs to build like different types of uh, buildings. Oh, shit. Like, maybe you want to build a fucking fort or maybe like you're a priest trying to rebuild a temple That's or something. Fair. Somebody's yeah. funding you. This your is how much money it takes. to defend something. Yeah. This is how much money it takes. This is how long it takes to make it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Um, and the goblins come every three days. Yeah, and the, there's a there was a cool chart I found in the DMG that gave like rudimentary percentile die chart showing for like how well your business is going. Nice. And like there was like a cool some Farmville shit. I'm trying to remember. There was some cool <laughs> like if you if you roll badly, your business doesn't fail, but it means you have to roll better later. And like so, it, honestly, like as cool as it is, like 
I could see maintaining a business using that chart to be nigh impossible uh-huh. because like the negative stuff just kind of compounds on itself and then yeah. you just dig into a bit and maybe that is kind of realistic. I'm not sure. You well, know, they do say small businesses fail within the first five years. Take, blah, 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 take blah, blah. some liberty with that. <laughs> if you have an NPC that is like funding this thing alongside the adventuring party, maybe they're kind of irresponsible and this business is going to fail yeah. and that's part of the story. Or maybe you're rolling these this chart, but this NPC, it doesn't make sense for that NPC right so take some liberty with it make yeah. it make it realistic for the storyline that you're trying to work out yeah absolutely and i think there was like literally like you could pay x amount of gold to kind of dig yourself out of whatever pit you rolled yourself into so uh, uh, it, you know it's there it can be used um i've never had a, P- a pc run a business i would fucking love it if they did mm-hmm. but um but if and if one did and I wasn't ready for it, I would first start with this chart and then maybe start making it my own. After yeah, that. I mean, D and D mechanics. I love five E mechanics. They're really really great. But you're not a slave to the dice. You know, if mm-hmm. you want something to happen, do just play role play the scene and make it happen. You know. Yeah, absolutely. If it makes sense for your character to like succeed in this business and blah blah blah, then work it in in such a way. You know, use your DM, your DM hands to knead this DM dough there you go. and just I like, like really get, really get a hold on the story and, and yeah. make things happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, or if that's not your style, leave it up to the dice and let chance and fate take it, take its course. You yeah. know, that's cool too. I like it. Um, there's also a chart on, um, crafting magic items in the DMG. And then I kind of went over it earlier. It's, it's super streamlined. It's basically like cost this much plus this level you need to be this level, plus it takes the X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if it's a powerful magic item, it's an ungodly amount of money. We're talking like 200,000 gold. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and bam, you got your magic item. And that's cool. Like, I, I wouldn't say I, I don't use this. I, I like to use this, and I would recommend using this for much simpler magic items. Like, you want to make some healing potions, and you have the capability of doing so, we're going to use this chart. You know, it's just you pay this much gold of components, but you have magic items. Why? Because like you making potions is 99% of the time not going to be a character developing moment. Yeah. Unless you're inventing a method of making potions. That's true. Like, but like that's a different beast. Yeah. Like, it's like you have a yeah. recipe and like maybe you applying the potion has some character weight to it, but yeah. probably not a it, whole time. Exactly. It's like eating breakfast. Yeah. Or making yeah, breakfast exactly. for your, your exactly. friends, you know, like. It's like. Yeah, There's absolutely. At, as much as that carries, you know, it was a little bit yeah. there, but not well, a lot. It's just like if someone wants a blacksmith a sword, it's like, okay, well, you need to buy the material, have the ability to do so, and you're done in a day. Yeah. Like, and I'm maybe, not going to make a big moment out of it. Maybe you spend a day with somebody do, doing that crafting, and you kind of have, you know, you spend a day with somebody doing something. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's as far as it that's goes. That's the part you're role-playing. You're not role-playing the blacksmith thing, you're role-playing the event that happens while you're doing it. Right. And like, yeah, so, so that's what I mean. It's like, I would use this method, but... I would use the previous stuff we talked about for role playing the actual downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there it is. Uh, with that being said, uh, that's that's all I got on like my approaches to downtime and crafting. Uh, did you have anything you want to add on or questions or like anything? Use your imagination. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. You that. can do <laughs> you can do anything you want. You don't have to do the same things people. Just if you think it, it is it. There you go. Yeah, and inspire with that, you. With that, I think we're going to call it a game. Let's call Thank it a game. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye.
wow, Will, look at all this machine, this digital digital machinery moving and shaking. Yeah. Doing what it does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, I mean, yeah. Look okay. At, look at all the pieces working. Yes, they are all working. It almost looks like we're recording a podcast. Yes, yes, we are. Are you segueing into to downtime? No. No? Okay. Start talking. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.